Hello, and welcome to the Acting Notes Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things acting, from tips and tricks to business information. I am your host, Justin Powell, and today we are going to talk about falling in love with the process and why you need to do it for your acting career. I'll explain. So, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because it is a topic that I keep seeing come up in my day-to-day life. I keep seeing people discussing it on videos that I happen to stumble across. My teacher brought it up recently. Even as I was looking for a new book to read this morning, one of the books that was suggested to me by my quick Google search was all about falling in love with the process. Now, what does that mean for actors? Well, I think sometimes, as actors and actresses, we can fall in love with the performance more than the process. And it makes sense, right? We love being on stage or being in front of the camera. And yet so much of an acting career is more about the process than it is the performance. Right? Acting is surprisingly a small percentage of what we get to do as actors, of what we have to do as actors. We spend most of our time auditioning and prepping that work, prepping the role. We spend, you know, a week or a month or a couple of days, whatever we have in preparation for the project. We spend time networking. We spend time working on our marketing materials, our resume, our headshots, our reels. In classes, we spend a shockingly small amount of time actually performing. And even when we do, even if you're on camera, even if you're an A-lister who gets roles whenever you want them, still, the performance aspect, I think, is a pretty small one. Because even on camera, they're only going to end up using one of those takes. So sure, you're performing for everyone there that day. But only one of those takes of your performance is actually going to live on afterwards, right? Now, there is something to be said for embracing every opportunity you have to act. So we do get to act in our auditions, right? We do get to act in all of those additional takes. And if we can embrace that, I think, with the positivity around acting, embracing that opportunity to get to do what you love, I think that's healthy and I think that will help. Because oftentimes when we go into an audition, we're concerned about booking the job. And so we're acting from this place of of lack or of need. I think if we can act from a place of joy or abundance, that will not only actually improve our chances on booking the job, but it will also just be something that makes us happier. To really do the thing you love. Really do it, you know? But all that to say, I think when we become too focused on the performance side of the job, it can be something that is more likely to burn us out as our career progresses, as we try to move forward. Because I think when we're so focused on the performance aspect, 
And really what I talk about, or what I mean rather when I say that, is on this idea of getting it right, of having a finished product to show. Now look, some actors are that meticulous with their performances, where they have it down to a T, they've planned it out all before, and I I personally don't resonate with that. It gets me too in my head. It gets me thinking like I have to plan how to exist in the moment, which to me feels antithetical to what I want to do as an actor. I want to be present and free in the moment and explore. I don't necessarily want to have something planned out that I think will look good for other people because I don't really know. And I think that's something to always remember as actors too, is even when we think we're giving the best performance of our life, it might not resonate for some people. And sometimes when we think we're doing terrible, other people will really love it. I had a friend once who, after a scene that she did in class, was talking about how dull and uninteresting it was. And I thought it was one of the best performances I had seen. I thought there was so much, so much, so much nuance to it so many different colors of emotion all throughout. But she didn't. She said she wasn't feeling it. And it didn't matter in that moment for me, right? And I'm not saying I'm the litmus test, but I think, I think sometimes we worry too much about ourselves feeling it and hitting some kind of emotional high in the work rather than just trusting the work and allowing it to be what it is. You know, I really love Eckhart Tolle as a writer. I think I brought him up on the last podcast. And one of the things he challenges people to do every so often is just do a day where you don't judge anything. We are, I think, conditioned in a lot of ways to just be so judgmental of every little thing, of how your coffee tastes, of the person that cut you off in traffic. And I'm not saying that that's inherently a bad thing, but I think if we can spend some time letting go of judgment, you know, the coffee, it's not bad or good, it's just, it tastes how it tastes. It is what it is. I think the more we can do that, the easier it can be to do the same for our acting, to accept what it is that day. Because not everyone... You know, Daniel Day-Lewis, every single time he does a take, isn't completely in the zone. Jack Nicholson, I've told this story before, but on set once, someone was watching him work, and it took him about 10 takes till he got to that Jack Nicholson place that we all know. So we really need to, I think, allow ourselves some grace in getting to where we want to be in the performance and trusting that sometimes, even if we don't think we met that place, it can still be good work. And maybe it's just the work that needed to be done. That's not an excuse to be lazy. That's not an excuse to say, I'm not going to learn my lines or do any character work because, you know, whatever happens, happens. No. It's just controlling what you can control, right? You can't control how people are going to receive your performance. You can't even control often what take they'll use. You often hear actors discuss when they watch their films how shocked they are that the 
editor and director used a certain take rather than the other one where they were really good. We don't have control of that. What we have more control over is the process. And we have to fall in love with it because if we get too results-oriented, too you know, when you're goal-oriented, right, you're focused on your goal, but if you are only looking at the, at where you should be, at winning the Oscar, and that's all you focus on, you don't focus on the steps or fall in love with the process to get you to that point, then I think it can start to build some resentment and some passivity. We have to stay focused on the process. We have to believe. I've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso lately, and we got to just believe There's a fine line for actors between delusion and hope. The statistics say that it's unlikely that we'll quote-unquote make it. But you have to believe. Because the alternative, I think, is... I think the more you look at it from this negative perspective, the more unlikely it is that you'll succeed. Is it possible? Sure, it's still possible. But I think having a healthier mindset to it to approach and live in that state of hope or delusion, if you want to call it that, or illusion. And I don't want to call it that personally. Or at least I want to change the connotation I think those words have. Because I think when we hear delusion, it makes us feel like the person is just a lost cause or something, or that we should pity someone who has that. But I think living in delusion is part of the actor's job. We're deluding ourselves to believe that we're another person, right? When we take on roles. But is that so wrong? I think there's something very fun about that. And very normal about, you know, not existing the way that is often told to us is the way to exist in society, you know? Get a steady job, find a partner, have kids continue on. I'm not saying those things are bad if you have any of those things. I just think that it's okay to pursue something, to pursue a dream. That's a really beautiful thing. You know, I was listening to this Bill Burr interviewer, I I think it was on his podcast maybe, where he was talking about when he was struggling as a stand-up comedian, and he would get these you know, shows where he'd get paid like $8 to come out and do five minutes. And one night he did that and he worked out a new bit. And when he came home to his girlfriend, who I believe was like a banker or something, he was dancing with joy. And she got really solemn for a moment and said, I wish I had a job that made me dance with joy like that. Because it was something that was so... You know, he didn't, it's not like he booked Madison Square Garden. He he finished a five-minute set and worked out a new joke for his set list. But it had him dancing with joy. And I think some of that comes from the hope, or from delusion, if you will. Man, I hate the connotation of that word. But how do we fall in love with the process? What is the process? I think one way to start working in a way that's process-oriented is trusting that the process is always continuing. 
You know, sometimes we think the process ends on opening night or on the moment the director calls action. That's part of the process, too. We're constantly finding the character and working on the story. And not just that, the process is something that continues past that project, right? You're growing to a certain level as an actor after each role. You're growing every single time, and that's part of the process. Doing that play, and then going on to the next film. Rather than thinking of them as individual projects, think of it as, again, your career. You're continuing to grow through each project. And the more we can be process-oriented, the more we can discover. You know, I coached a friend through a play a couple months ago. And something we talked about was how, when I saw the first performance, I told him, I felt like everything you did was kind of planned out. And he said, yeah. And I told him, look, it can change every night. That's the beauty of it, right? Just keep discovering your journey with the character is not done you didn't complete it now that you're open no you're still exploring and i think the more we can keep ourselves it's a little bit different on film right especially once they get the master shot when you have certain beats you have to hit but you can still oftentimes find a way to explore or even communicate that with the director and of course it varies right if you are the barista handing the leads a coffee and you just say, here's your coffee, that's your line, you probably can't go to the director and be like, hey, can I, uh, let me have a take from me. They'll probably say, no, we're, we're okay. But if you are higher up on the, on the call sheet, feel free to take that moment and just ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. I, I posted a video recently of a gal who said she learned how important that was to just ask if you can do another take for you. And so many people were very negative about it. And that's fine. I totally get that. I think from my perspective, it was more along those lines of it does not hurt to ask. Now, if you go up and say, I demand another take for me, that's a little different than saying, hey, could I try something? I have an idea here. You know, I was directing this past weekend and I have this great actor who has amazing instincts, very free in the moment. And so I'd do a couple takes, giving him notes on what I wanted. And then I'd always give him one at the end where I would say, all right, let's let him cook. I would just let him show me what he has. And inevitably, every time, I loved those takes. Now, you know, that's something I like to do when I'm directing. I like to let the actor cook a little bit and get myself out of the way. Not every director's like that, but it doesn't hurt to ask. And I even love what Joaquin Phoenix says when he talks about how he, he never really knows what the character will or won't do. He doesn't try to put those limits on the character. He tries to trust the moment, even when he's on set. When they're filming, he tries to just trust the impulses as opposed to thinking, well, no, the character wouldn't yell here, so I, I'm, not, I'm just not going to yell, even though I feel like yelling. My impulse is to yell, but I'm not going to because the character wouldn't. I think that is when we, we become more performance-oriented. I'm not going to yell. This, I don't 
think this is his thought process necessarily, but hypothetically, I'm not going to yell because I don't think the character would yell here. That would be out of character. But we do things that are out of character all the time. Right? Andrew Garfield has an interview from Sam Jones where he talks about just how we are all capable of any range of the human, human, (laughs) that was a fun way to say that, of the human spectrum, right? You know, I think it's bad when we judge our character and say things like, well, I I don't understand this character because I could never kill somebody. You could. You could be pushed to that, right? Everyone could. Maybe you're less likely to. That's fine. But I think we need to keep ourselves open to all of those things. And part of that, again, is being more process-oriented. Falling in love with building up a character. With the fun work of discovering new things. And always keeping that open. And how do we fall in love with the process of our business and our career? How do you fall in love with the idea of networking? Of making more connections today than you had yesterday. And occasionally even checking back in, you know? Because sometimes I think we are so drawn to comparison, which is the thief of joy. And that's my expression. I came up with it. Don't let anyone tell you differently. (laughs) That's a joke, of course. But comparison is the thief of joy because we see, no matter what we did, we see another actor that did something more. Or that's that has two recurring roles and we only have one. By the time we get there, the other person has an Oscar and we don't. And that can really, I think, do a number on us. Rather than rather than focusing on someone else as your competitive drive. Take a look back at how far you have come. You know? And sometimes that can be, sure, career accomplishments. And sometimes it can just be, I I understand my own acting process better than I did when I was younger. I have more ways of getting into character than I did before. I trust myself on set more. I trust myself in the moment more. And then ultimately, it's always, I think, a battle of us against us. And so how do we keep stepping into that arena every day? How do we keep, you know, in a healthy manner, helping ourselves grow? How do we fall in love with the process of growth? With the idea that we are pushing that boulder up the hill like Sisyphus. It's not about getting up to the top, because that's the thing. Once you get that boulder to the top, once you book that roll, it rolls back down, and then you have a new boulder to push. We're always going to have the boulder to push up the hill. So how do we find enjoyment in that? Don Draper from Mad Men has a quote that I love, which is, What is happiness? It's a moment before you need more happiness. When we are so results-oriented, so performance-oriented, it just won't sustain us. I don't think. And again, you know, it can for certain people. 
Some people can make it work, but I think ultimately we have to fall in love with that process, with the grind. I think about the late Kobe Bryant and how his, there's a great story. I think it was the U.S. team, U.S. national team. One night they were all going out, they went out to the club and they were coming back, I think around 3, 3 a.m., maybe 4. And they see Kobe in the lobby. And they say, oh, were you out all night too? And he says, no, I'm going to practice. I'm going to go work out. And it really awakened all of them. So soon, they weren't going out clubbing anymore. They were waking up as early as Kobe to go work out with him. It was all about that process, that process of growing and getting better and keeping your skills sharp so that when you get to those moments of performance, there's an undeniable confidence that resides there. Anthony Hopkins says he goes over his lines like 2,000 times. I don't know how accurate that is, but I think the idea of it is something that gives him so much confidence in the work. He knows the script and the lines cold. It is so in his body at that moment. And you don't do that unless you're falling in love with that process. So find ways that you can fall in love with the process, even if you have to incentivize yourself at first. Thank you for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast today it would really help me and i'd very much appreciate if you could leave a rating and a review on spotify because that helps the podcast grow to other people makes it easier to find and if you have any questions or comments or concerns feel free to reach out to me on the acting notes at instagram or tiktok same handle the acting notes you can send me a message, you can leave a comment, and I will always do my best to get back to you. Sometimes I miss some things, you know, because I am juggling a lot of different creative endeavors, but I, I always try to check it out and make sure I can get back to anyone I can. I'm Justin Powell. Thanks for listening. Peace.